Listening to the SDSU Football Podcast, presented by the East Village Times, with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison. Welcome, listeners, to episode 38 of the SDSU Football Podcast. I am your host, Andre Hagverdian, and joined as always by Paul Garrison. For today's episode, Paul and I had a chance to talk to Alex Johnson, who is a personal trainer and owner of Alex Johnson Sports and Fitness in La Mesa, California, here in San Diego. The reason why we spoke to him for this podcast is because he has played a big part in training athletes in San Diego, most of which who have gone on to San Diego State, including current players Jesse Matthews, Chance Bell. Michael Shawcroft, Tyrell Shavers, among many others. And he has helped others who have not gone to San Diego State go to the NFL as well. So he uh, is a very knowledgeable fitness trainer who uh, has a football background. So his uh, words, his knowledge uh, is greatly appreciated and uh, observed in the San Diego community. So I think you guys will definitely enjoy hearing from him and getting his perspective on not just fitness, but also a few of our favorite San Diego state football players. So uh, give it a listen. We want to welcome Alex Johnson to the SDSU football podcast. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? We're doing great too. Thank you for joining us. You know, we want to get to obviously talk about, you know, your gym, your profession, but if you could start by just kind of give, giving us a background about, you know, who you are, where you're from, um, just so we can get to know you a little bit better. Okay. I, um, I was born in Mississippi, but I've been here my whole life um, um, in San Diego. And um, I was a coach's, I was a coach's son. My dad was a coach. Uh, he coached youth football back in the seventies. And I was always on the sideline with my dad. I kind of like follow his footsteps. Uh, I grew up, I went to uh, Helix High School. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I went there. I, I played youth football at, uh, let me go ahead. Youth football started at um, at uh, South Bay. I played at Skyline. And then I and then I played uh, at Helix High School under Coach Arnaz. My dad my dad was a coach all when I was growing up. When I was growing up, my dad was a coach. And I was always with him. And I guess I kind of like tried to do the same thing. Um, when I graduated high school, I went to the Marine Corps to make it short. And. When I got the Marine Corps, I went to uh, Southwestern College for a personal to be a personal trainer. Um, I told I told my kinesiology teacher, I said, um, "It's funny." I told him, I said, uh, "I said I want to train NFL players, pro athletes, and stuff like that." He kind of laughed at me, you know. And I was like, I was like, "No, like I don't want to go out there and just find the put find the pro guys and start training them. I want to I want to train youth to pros, you know." And to this day. Um, uh, to this day, um, uh, I have 23 active NFL players, uh, maybe like seven or eight or I had since they were like youth. And a lot of them I had since they were like in high school or college. Um, I, I have a gym, um, Alex Johnson Sports and Fitness. Um, I started my gym. I, I started my gym probably about, uh, I think it was like 11 years ago, 11 years ago. But I've been a personal trainer 27 years. Wow. How many years were you in the Marine Corps? Uh, four years. Great. And then when you played football, what position did you play? 
I played running back and defensive back. Nice. Which one did you prefer, offense or defense? I don't know because either side, um, people think that you're just because you're getting hit, but you can actually on offense you can be the hitter too. And so, so I kind of like I I I like I guess I like offense the most. So you started. Um, you mentioned Alex Johnson Sport and Fitness. How did that come about? What, what I know you you obviously were a personal trainer, but what you know what's the origin story of that gym? I worked at a lot of. I worked at a few gyms first. I worked with uh, Adrian Gonzalez. I worked with Adrian Gonzalez Sports Academy. Mm. And one day, Adrian Gonzalez came in, the baseball player, the famous baseball player, Adrian Gonzalez, yeah. and uh, to the Vista. He came in. He um, he got a hundred million dollar contract. So we're watching on television. Hundred million dollar contract, so we were like, okay, this gym is going to be humongous. We already had the biggest gym like on the West Coast, and we said he's going to do a lot now. He walks in, um, made the next day, and um, he tells everybody, he says, hey, we got thirty days, and we're, um, and I'm out of here. I'm taking my gym to my people. So he took the Alex Johnson, he took the Adrian Gonzalez Sports Academy to Mexico, to, oh, wow. and he told me to go with him, but I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not going over there, you know. <laughs> So I stayed. <laughs> so the gym kind of broke up, and we all went in different directions. Ben Laundry, uh, there's a there's a doctor, Doctor Scott, and they all went to to Chula Vista, started their own gym, and we all kind of like went on on different directions after that. Later on, I got real busy. Um, I got real busy. Got a lot of players. I had uh, when I was in Chula Vista, I had Tony Jefferson. He was undrafted. I trained him. He went to the Cardinals and. Um, he made the team. He's still in the NFL to this day. Safety, right? Yeah, the safety. He plays for uh, – I think he plays for Baltimore again, the Ravens. Yeah. But I had him. He's undrafted. He's kind of upset about not making it, so we kept, so we started working. He went to the Cardinals, made the team. So that was a start. And then um, the gym I was in was kind of like a real worldly gym where they uh, – like the music and everything. Uh, and it was like – it wasn't mentoring the kids. It was just you go there, here it is this rap music with all this Christian and all this stuff. And it wasn't what I wanted, what I wanted to do. I wanted to mentor kids. I think there was another part of it. So, yeah. uh, so I, so I started uh, venturing out trying to figure out how to open a gym. So one day, one of my friends called me and says, Hey, I got a, I got a warehouse over here in La Mesa. I went there and looked at it thousand square feet. And we started, we started out trying to support some fitness right there. So you uh, have said on your website, it says you were the top gym and fitness center in La Mesa. Uh, where exactly are you located in La Mesa? But there's also like some mentions on the website of like Oceanside, Chula Vista, Poway, San Diego. Are those other locations or like they are for specific clients and areas that you will service? Oh, the gym is in La Mesa, 5345 Timken Street, La Mesa. No, uh, we're, we don't have any other different sites, but we have we have athletes from all athletes and we have everyday Johns from every area. You know, they, they come all the way down from. Man, Scripps Ranch. I actually had a. It's funny for the for the uh, Cavaliers. They have a player. I can't. His last name is Mobley. His dad went to school with me. He looks, and he came. He used to come way down from. Uh, he got drafted by the Cavaliers. I think last year. Right. Uh, Evan uh, Mobley. Excuse me. Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. Yes. And uh, he came all the way down from. Uh, I think Menifee to train with us. So they come wow. from all around. Yeah. So 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 tell us like what, what is it for you. Um, that makes fitness such an important part of your life and why it is that you wanted to dedicate yourself to that crap? Well, when I was growing up, like I was saying, um, I was a coach's son. And um, so I saw a lot of stuff that happened with the, with everybody growing up. And the coaches knew a lot of stuff about X's and O's, 
but they didn't know about developing the body. They didn't know about developing the body. So a lot of so a lot of kids were getting yelled at, screamed at because they were they were they were the coaches wanted to do things that they were unable to do. It's like I feel like we're like a mechanic and uh we have the we take the like you take the mechanics take the cars in the garage and they work on the they work on the car and then they take it out on the racetrack. So that's what I do with the human body. I I I have them in there, I get them ready, I build their legs up like the tires on the cars, I build their body up like the motor. And I get them, and I get them going. And then I put, then I let them go play on the field. Then they tell me, "Oh, something's wrong." You know, I, I blew a tire, I blew a knee. We fix it. That stuff wasn't there when I was younger. Um, the guys, when I was younger, were just like great athletes, and either you made it or you didn't. But there was anybody, it was anybody outside trying to uh, to, to develop players. They were like uh, coaches were like collectors of talent, collectors of talent instead of developers of talent. So. I did so that was the thing that was missing that we had to 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 today's uh, sports is uh, we develop athletes. A lot of guys come in, they don't play, they don't play any sports, or they're walk-ons, or they didn't get, they didn't make it. And these the things that they need is they have they have the the, the physical they have the capabilities, but there's some stuff that's lacking that we can develop and make them uh, make them better athletes. How many trainers do you have in your gym? And then are they, do they each have a specialty? Oh, no, we have, we, I mean, all our athletes, all our, all our players were, all of my trainers were prior athletes. One of the one that you would know is that he went to San Diego State is uh, Antoine Applewhite. He played 13 years in the NFL, played 13 years in the NFL. And he's great. Like he's the most humblest person. And he goes, he, uh, he works with a lot of our players, like their defensive linemen, uh, defense alignment, defense end, linebacker, safeties. He works with them, and then we have uh, we have other trainers like um, all my all the other trainers except my female trainers. Um, uh, I worked with me when they were in college. They were prior players like uh, Maurice Payne. He played at Tabor State. He's from Monte Vista High School. Uh, Patrick Lorenzo. He's now one of the coaches at Steel Canyon. He's a trainer. He played at uh, Arkansas Razorbucks. He was a huge Arkansas Razorbucks. Uh, who else do I have? Oh, there's one, another uh, Sergio Sergio Ramirez. He was a uh, because um, I'm a um, learning site for San Diego State. He was under me for uh, kinesiology. He did his internship and ended up hiring him. He's there now. Uh, then I have a, few, I have a couple of female trainers uh, to train there also. Now we we found out about you through the, our coverage of San Diego State football, right? Um, several players, current players have posted on social media, chance bell. We had him on the podcast and he actually mentioned how he's been working out with you you, in your gym, Tyrell Shavers, Jesse Matthews. Has that always been the norm that you've been working with football players, especially from San Diego state? And how did that connection start? Uh, The connection started with Trey Lomax and, uh, Trey Lomax and, uh, Donnell Pumphrey. And it's funny story because Donnell Pumphrey and, Jesse Matthews has a, like the same story in my gym. Uh, Daniel Pumphrey actually worked out with me before I owned the gym, and uh, I got him prepared for San Diego State. And they were there. People, people used to tell him like, "What is it?" They, they didn't really tell him hit, hit, hit face to face, but they would say when he's leaving, like, "He's not gonna play. He's a little guy. He's not gonna play." And and when I first saw Daniel Pumphrey move, I knew that he was a freak. You know, he had these. He's just a different kind of like a. He's a, he's like a Porsche. You know what I mean? Like. You could see his moves so smooth, and uh, just his warm up. You could tell that he was going to be a good guy, and uh, he ended up going to San Diego State and starting as a freshman. And you know the story after that. The same thing with Jesse Matthews, but even to a more worse, 
I call him like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because <laughs> when he's in the gym, they were like, this little guy, they'll, they'll tease him. Like, they'll, he didn't care. He, nothing bothered him. Nothing affected Jesse uh, when people talk down on him or, or myself. Um, they would tease me and say, you wasted your time. Jesse Matthews will never play. No, he'll, he'll, he'll never play. He'll never play receiver at San Diego State. He goes there freshman year, um, redshirt freshman of the year, and you know the story there from now on. And I'm pretty sure next year um, in the draft, he'll be he'll be going like third or fourth round next year is my guess. So, I mean, when we talk to people about Jesse Matthews, the word hard worker comes up since we're on him talking about him. What kind of worker is he in the gym? Oh, my God. Like, oh. He's always on time early. He's always early. Like you tell him to come, he's on time. And and this is nothing that developed. This is how he was from the beginning. Uh, from the beginning, he was uh, the first one there. He's always there. He's always warmed up. He doesn't wait to warm up when when I get there. He's already ready. How we got all the time. He's done his warm up. He's done that warm up, and he's ready to go all the time. Andre mentioned Chance Bell, and when we talked to Chance, um, he spoke about his desire to play in the NFL, and he yeah. felt that the best way for him to do that was to gain weight while also keeping the same explosiveness and things that he had. What, what, did, what did you see from him in the off season as he's going and working towards that goal? Oh, a lot of determination. And I knew him for a couple of years. Um, he worked with me in the off season a couple of times, but this year that was his main focus was he didn't want to get any slower, but he wanted to get bigger and he wanted, he wanted to get bigger and he wanted to get stronger. That was his focus. And that's what we worked on. And what we did was, um, I like my athletes to keep moving. Some people um, put these athletes on like bulking things, um, bulking systems when they're off and they don't, they don't run them or anything because they think if they run, they're going to lose weight. Not me. I, I just, I just, up, I just tell them to eat, eat more and work out more and keep them moving. We're always running. We're always even doing the workout or doing some lateral movement, some explosive movements the whole, the entire time. So your body never has to adapt to your weight. It grow, your weight is adapting while your body's adapt, while your body's gaining weight. So you just talked about uh, Donald Pumphrey. I mean, where, where's where's Chance at, man? Get Aztec fans excited about what they're going to see from him um, in just a couple weeks. Oh, they're going to see a monster. Um, that Donald Pumphrey had a, a better line though. Like he had an offensive line that was ridiculous. You know, he had Nico yeah. Siragusa. He had some big. He had some monsters. And um, the advantage of these guys are is that. Um, is that they're shorter? These two guys are shorter. So when that line, when they're behind the line, they hide, and all of a sudden you see them, and and they, and they're by, and they're up in your face, and then Pumphrey's like super quick, and he'll throw a move, and he's gone. You know, um, Chance Bell's gonna be a thumper too, so it's gonna be hard. You better be looking for him because he might just pop up and run you right over. Different types of player. In the same vein as Chance Bell, Tyrell Shaver has also told us about. You know, this is his third stop in college, and this is his last chance to prove he can, you know, be in the NFL. You know, what what have you seen from him uh, to so that he could reach that goal? Oh man, I, I feel sorry for anybody who got to cover that guy. That guy's a big guy. Like, I, he, I think he'll make it. I pretty, I, I'll put my money on him too that he'll make it on the next level because it's work because they're work ethic. It's because of, it's because he'll never he'll never give up. A lot of guys give up when. They don't get their way. He's not. You see, as you said, he's been to three different places. And he's still trying. He's gonna. He's gonna do well because he. What he's done in his off season is he's not worked on what he's good at, but what he's not good at. He's improved what he's not good at, and that's how. That's the. That's the main thing uh, that you should do in off season. Like a lot of guys, if they're fast, they just keep working on speed, 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 speed. 
I'm like, okay, you're not going to get any faster. If you do, it's going to be like a split second. Uh, but you can't change direction. You can't stop and go. Uh, you don't drop your hips. You don't drop your weight well, you know, or, you know, stuff like that. So you start finding out stuff that you're not good at and working on that, and you become a way, uh, a way better player. Are there any other Aztecs other than those three that we asked about that have benefited from working out with you this offseason? Oh, man. Well, my, well, my, well I'm not going to say my favorite because I never can say that my favorites, but uh, I, I call them. They're all my nephews to me, but there's one, uh, uh, Michael Shacroft. Michael Shacroft is like the smartest person. Like, if you ever uh, interviewed yeah. him, like, he's like yeah. a genius. Like, I don't know what he's, I don't, if he, he's going to make, he's going to be another one that's going to play. He, he, he was good about Michael Shacroft. He covers well. He, he covers well as a, corner, a linebacker. And that's been a problem with the state linebackers that they're all like run stoppers, but Shawcroft can do both. He can run stop and he can cover. I always have a few San Diego State players. Um, I have a lot of, I probably have like four or five in the NFL that came from San Diego State. Munson, do you remember Munson? Calvin yeah, Munson. Yeah, Munson, linebacker Munson. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorites in San Diego State um, is um, Run Skill. Oh, yeah, yeah Brunsko. Dan Brunsko came to me and um, he had mono. He had mono when he was in, in college and he was trying to get ready for the NFL. He was like 260 pounds. And he kept telling me, he's like, get me ready. I'm going to be a tight end. I said, i like, man, you're not a tight end. You're a lineman. You just need to gain weight. So I'm talking to his agent. We're arguing all the time. We joke about it to this day. He's like, throw the ball, watch this. i like, dude, you ain't no tight end. Like, stop the Brunsko. And, um, <laughs> and uh, he ends up being a, he ends up being lineman for uh, Atlanta Falcons, and now he's a starter at, uh, for the 49ers. Yeah, I've worked with I, I can't think of all names. There's another one. Um, there's a tight end. His name is David. I can't David Wells. David Wells. Yeah, he just signed with uh, NFL. I can't think he signed with the other day. You know, who he signed with the other day. No, I don't. Yeah, he signed with another team the other day, but he's another one that um. That made it. Uh, that's in the NFL that I used to work with. He used to get mad at me because I was always yelling at him. <laughs> and when you're when you're training with football players, how much of your workouts, if any, actually involves of having a football, or is it strictly oh. more on the fit and fitness side and no football stuff? Oh no 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 no! Everything like even uh, like we're always doing like uh, especially with the receivers, safeties. We're always doing ball skill stuff, hand and eye coordination. Catching the ball, like like Jesse's like all the time. Like after he gets done, he's always doing his little tricks with the football, with his back turned, trying to catch the ball. We have a jug machine in there, so we do we have a, we have a jug machine. So the guys that use the ball, uh, the guys that use the ball always do try to do drills with the ball in their in their hand. And then we do a lot of stuff. We have this um we have these lights. They're called uh, blaze pods. And the ideal thing about the blaze pods is. Everybody, a lot of people use cones all the time. You see the cones in the field. Yeah. But the cones are like a diagram where if you do it all the time, these drills with the cones, uh, you start memorizing everything and you start doing it well. You're doing it fast. But that's that's funny because the game is not like that. The game is like about reaction and moving. So we have these these blaze pods, like seven lights, and they're on an app. And the, the lights uh, will blink, will come on at certain times on their own. And you, just, and you have to, whatever your movement is, uh, if you're a lineman, you're moving to it trying to uh, and tap the light and then you look around with your head and try to find that light. It makes you react faster. And that's what, um, and that's what I noticed in the athletes that make it and athletes that are fast, like a track guy, you see a track guy, they'll be fast. If they don't, have, if they, there's some that are really fast, if 
they know where they're going. So they know where they're going. We're going to point A to point B. They're right. fast. So, so a lot of coaches think, okay, that's like he runs a he runs a uh he runs a 40 and a 4-2. You know, he's gonna be a star. Not necessarily because he knows where he's going, so he's going, but that's not how football works. Football, you got you're not gonna know where you're going. All of a sudden, during the play, everything changes. Even if you're a wide receiver, the play changes during the play. The linebacker, the lineman moves over here, or a cornerback moves over here, your 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 route changes. You know what I mean? Like while you're running. That doesn't happen in track. You're just going one A to point B. So you'll see these guys um, their whole life. They work on they work on running this hundred meter dash and then coasting. But football is like you might you might explode two yards and you have to stop and go again or change direction. And that's more important in the athletic side. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You uh, sounded very much like you were describing how Jesse Matthews is able to adjust to a football. And you're like, how did he adjust and was he able to get his hands on it? And it sounds like maybe that drills, that drill work is, is what we're seeing. Andre, you're going to say? David Wells signed with the Tennessee Titans last week. There yeah. you go. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. He's one guy that keeps on working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So looking at your website, there was a lot of uh, just different values that, that you listed there about who you are. You mentioned um, a worldly gym before that you used to work at with the rap music, with a lot of foul language, things of that nature and how you wanted to mentor and do things a little bit different um, in your gym. And I couldn't help but see a lot of the similarities from what we've been hearing from the SDSU coaches about the program and the culture that they want to have. Have you noticed like maybe why their players are able to come to your gym and have such success that you're talking about because you have such a similar values and culture um, as SDSU? Yes, because I, I, I mean, I love Rocky, Rocky Long, man. I'm at, I'm kind of sad that he left. I love that guy. Like, um, and the way that he, if you come in there, you have like earrings on or anything like that, or you have like tattoos, you, you know, he wasn't about all that stuff. He was like, he's about, he's like, a, he's like a um, blue collar football, you know, like get to work. Let's play football. It's not about football. We're not going to do be good people. And that's the thing, like, um, my guys always tell them, like, you you, you got to be a good person. And there's a lot of guys that are good enough to play in the NFL, but the NFL is not going to risk um, their money on them because they're not good people. You know what I mean? They're not, they, they don't want to, they don't want somebody to end up being in trouble or cause problems. So I try to, so I try to instill that to my, um, my players all the time. Like, man, be on time, you know, be respectful, you know, be respectful to everyone. You know, because that goes a lot way farther than someone who thinks they're they're I'm just five star guy. I don't gotta listen to anybody. You gotta be coachable. We instill that into them from day one all the time. And it's kind of hard. We have a college guy, and they're freaking six. They're six six, uh, three hundred fifty pounds. You're trying to tell them how to act, you know. But I do it though, you know, because I was in the Marine Corps and uh, and my drill sector was small, and like, he used to talk a lot of mess, and everybody listened to him, and so yeah, they expect me to listen. To him. <laughs> No, I mean, that that's great. And, and it leads into the next question really well. I mean, you've been talking about, you know, this set of skills and knowledge that you have gained um, working with all these players over time. Right. Yes. But of course, the players who are coming in, it's their journey, their path. And so how does that conversation go between I guess you directing the training and what you're focused on versus what they think? they should be doing and and how, how does all of that work to, to get that training plan together? Well, it's funny. Um, when I first, when I first started, uh, it was hard because they were like, you never played in the pro level. You never done this or you never done that. But now um, 
they trust me. They trust my brand. Like when they come in, they trust me. Like I see what you did with so and so. It's really easy now because at first when I when I was doing it, um, it was just like I was I was just telling them what I wanted to do, and they, they kind of like didn't respect it. But now, man, they looking at it. I see what you did with so and so. I see, uh, I seen Levine Talolo. I seen um, I seen Tim Patrick. Um, I seen um, I've you know all the players. I seen all the players that I've worked with, and so it's easy. And I always didn't. And like, what's what's really great about the program, our program is a lot of time our players come in there. So I might have a tight end and then Levine Tololo comes in. I'm like, hey, talk to him. Or Jalen Davis um, with the Cincinnati Bengals, a corner, and he's 5'9". He's in the NFL. And they're like, talk to him. Your coach is telling you you're too small. Look at him. He's 5'9". You're taller than him. And that kind of stuff right there gives the player way more confidence. The guys that come here and um, they, and then my players are so great. They, they'll, they'll work with them. They'll do a workout with them, you know, all my players. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick used to work um, with Jesse Matthews with releases. So every time an NFL player comes in the gym, one of my guys that I've had, um, uh, that's a receiver, I'll call Jesse. Hey, Jesse, here. Uh, Brandon Zilstra's here. Brandon Zilstra for the Carolina Panthers uh, was one of my guys. He he was in the CFL. I had I got, He came up for the CFL, worked with me, made it to the NFL. He plays for the Panthers still. He'll teach me to work on releases. So that's another advantage Jesse has is he has a, a freaking toolbox of releases. So we, we've obviously been focusing a lot about football training and SDSC side, obviously, but yeah, it, I believe your gym is open to all people, depending on age, gender, fitness level. Is that is that accurate? Yes, sir. You can come in tomorrow. You can meet me there at 7. You know, everybody, yeah. like, there's a lot of, it's funny, I train a lot of moms. I train Shot Cross mom, Jesse's mm-hmm. mom. Cause some this was funny when they're when they're when they're growing growing up, their parents would be sitting in the car, and I'll I'll go out in the parking lot. I'm like, hey, if you keep on sitting in that car, lady, the Liz Shakrov, I'll tell her, hey, you keep sitting in that car, lady, um, you're gonna be all bent over, you know, from squatting down. Cause they, if they bring their kids to the gym and they sit in the car the whole time, I say, first I'll trick them. I'll say, hey, at least get out and just walk around. And then when they walk around the gym a couple of times, I say, hey, you might as well come in and get the workout in. And some of the women uh, are still there, and. They start sitting there, other players too, like their daughters play softball, basketball. We have every sport. We have, I have a tennis player, tennis players, swimmers, anything, because um, the ideal thing is to find out what the movement is and then try to perfect it. And that's with anything, any kind of anything you do, whether you work with a jackhammer, you know, anything um, we can find. Um, that's, that's what's ideal about our gym is we can find out what you need to work on or what hurts and we can fix it. Is that the focus of your gym? is more that personalized training or can people become members and just come in and work out on their own? How does that, how does that work? Oh no, there's no workouts on our own. Everything, everybody comes in, we, everybody comes through that door. They have a trainer. We assign a trainer to them. We assess what they do. We ask them what their goals are and we help them reach their goals. Now the ideal thing about the athletes is there's a lot of guys that are really, that are, are, are trying to make it to the next level. And they have, this is, these are just God given abilities. Like, you, you can't make somebody run a 4-2. If I could, I'll be a trillionaire because I was like, <laughs> I can make a game out here. It's a God-given gift, you know, and then all, our job is to find out how to unwrap the gift. You know, let's unwrap the gift. Jesse's hand-eye grenades is a, is a God-given gift. Like to, to track the ball like that is a, is a God-given gift. We just, we just, we just have – we just um, are blessed to, to be there to watch it unwrap. You know what I mean? You ever watch a – your kids open gifts or you are open or your brothers and sisters open gifts yep. on Christmas, their face. 
that's how my face is when that day when everything clicks. You know, when that when the game when the lights are on and on the field and bang, there it goes. You know, there there goes the game. He got it open all the way up. You know, and that's the same. That's how I feel all the time. I don't feel like I'm some great uh, trainer, better than anybody else. I feel that God's blessed me with the ability, with the with the abilities to, um, to see things that people can't see. You know, like see abilities that they can't see. Um, give them confidence in their abilities and work on it, and then it happens on its own. And because I have, I have actually, I have guys that come in there. I tell them like, "There's no way." I mean, I'm not gonna waste your parents' money. I'm not gonna waste your money. I'm not gonna waste your parents' your parents' money. And they get mad at me, and I'll tell, or I'll tell them like, uh, "You're not a wide receiver. You're not this. You're not that." Because of this or that, and the and the parent won't won't talk to me. Sometimes I've had friends that I've grown up with, and they have a kid, and I'm like, "Hey, that, your son's not a." He's not a linebacker. He puts his hand in the dirt, and he'll be a, he'll be all right linebacker. I said, yeah, of course he's all right. He's the biggest kid in school. That's why he's a linebacker. But on the next level, linebackers have to cover now, and he can't cover. But he put his hand in the dirt. He'll be outstanding. He can go to the next level. And his parents that have, don't they don't talk to me anymore. They're upset to me. I'm upset. Wow. Oh, their kid might be the fastest player in track. I'm like, that's not enough. Like he can't change direction. So what? He runs a ten five. You know, in a straight line. So what? That doesn't matter. Like he'll be a gunner. He could be a good gunner, you know. But oh, you want to make him a quarterback? Like, come on, quarterbacks got to be smart. Linemen got to be smart. And they're like, um, they don't. And 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 if you don't have them aspects, it's hard to develop them when you're on that level. Like you're in eleventh grade and you're going to college, it's hard to do that. So if our listeners are convinced and want to come to your gym, how do they contact you? How do they sign up? What's the process? Uh, we have a website. Um, it's Alex Johnson Sports and Fitness dot com. Uh, mm-hmm. They can contact me there. Or, uh, it has an email on there. AJ Training System. Um, AJ Training System at Yahoo dot com. Or they can call us 619-781-2428. We're easy to find. You know, with that black and yellow logo, you'll see. <laughs> that. That's not, I think black and yellow. Yeah, they'll see. It. We're easy to find, and that's the reason why I chose yellow because. The color yellow, like you saw the caution signs and all that. If all the colors uh, were laid in front of you on a graph, your eye would recognize yellow first. That's why they use yellow in the middle of the street, fire hydrants, stuff like that. And that's why I use that logo, AJ Sports. That's why yellow and black. Everybody knows where they came from. Last question. Uh, will you be going to any games at Snapdragon Stadium this year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to the first one, man. I'm going to the first one on a third. I think it's the third, right? Yeah. Third. I'm excited about that. But if you ever saw me at a game, I can't sit still. I'm too excited. And that's why I'm not, that's why I'm not a coach because I'm too, I'm too emotional. Like you might see me teary eyed. Like I remember when Carson Baker played BYU and I remember people telling Carson Baker couldn't do it. And I couldn't sit down the whole game. Cause I always told Jesse Matthews and Carson Baker, I said, I can't wait to hear when they were in high school. I said, I can't wait to hear pass Carson Baker to Jesse Matthews. And they did the BYU, and I'm telling you, I was t- I was in tears. Like, Amazing, you know. And then, so if I'm a coach on the side, I'm the same way. Because if you see these, if you see these guys put their work in, like I started at 4 a.m. in the morning, five days a week. I've been doing this. I've been getting up that long since the 80s, and I have 4 a.m. class in the morning. And the guys that says they want to work out with me, I said, you want to work out with me? Or I'll see you at 4 a.m. Let me see you at 4 a.m. in the morning. If you don't come, I'll tell them I'm not. I don't want to train you. I don't care how good you are. I don't care what your parents say you're a five star and you're going to Alabama. If you can't get there when I tell you to get there, then I don't want to train you. And that's how it is. And um, at 4 a.m. every morning, um, they'll be there. 4 a.m. There'll be there'll be cars in my parking lot. You'll see guys running around 3:30 in the morning, 3:45, warming up. 
And that's even before they go to high school. They go to high school next day. And that's how I, that's how I instill that worth ethic in them is I say, okay, when you, when you go to college, you, when you go to college, you got to work out before you go to school. So let's do it now. So when you're in the ninth grade, when you're in the ninth grade, um, I'm going to high school, I tell them, hey, I see you at 4 a.m. If they don't come, I tell them, go somewhere else. I tell them, choose is across the street. I tell them all the time, go to choose, no. go to Planet Fitness, you know. And there's no television in the gym or nothing. It's work, 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 and go. You were mentioning, um, I don't know, I just said his last question, but it just triggered something that we had heard from Michael Shawcroft because we did interview him. A uh, great kid, as you say. So uh, he's one of those 4 a.m. kids, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, him and his mom. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, that's what 4 a.m. Let me tell you something about Shawcroft. Nobody knows that that guy can lunge 315 pounds. He can lunge it. You know, see, I have a video with him, like, lunging, single leg, 315. And if you huh. see, I, I'll send you guys a picture one day, huh? Please. Tomorrow, he was a skinny guy at first. He's a little guy, man, and he's a mo- he's a monster. He's gonna have a great year. That's great. Man. Yeah, Alex, thank you so much. This is awesome. Uh, we're so glad to connect with you and hear about you know what you're doing to help San Diego State players and high school players who are, will hopefully become San Diego State players. So we definitely appreciate you uh, chatting with us and then giving us some of your wisdom. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yep. Have a good one. You too. So, Paul, uh, that was a very enlightening episode interview with uh, Alex Johnson. Um, just the amount of information he has. I mean, he's dedicated to his craft, clearly, and uh, he helps make a big influence in, you know, some of the biggest players on San Diego State this year. No, I mean, and I, I was not ignorant of his name, not ignorant of the connection that he had, but I had no idea it was this deep. We've heard from the coaching staff about all the work that they do in the off season, all the stuff that they do in after, after spring camp and the beginning of fall camp and the work that happens and throughout. And for San Diego state fans, this is one of the main ways that the Aztecs improve themselves and talk about just the expertise that he's able to bring with getting specific skills that are going to be geared towards what they're doing on the field. I, I thought that was a really, really clutch interview, man. Thanks for setting that up. Yeah. I mean, I think I just see it, you know, in following some of the players on social media, in addition to Chance Bell mentioning him and, and Tyrell Shavers mentioning him, Michael Shaw, he was Michael Shawcroft's mom. I want to say when we interviewed her for the Mother's Day special, she was at his gym. Bro, I didn't want to bring it up with Alex because what if he, what if she was cheating on him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think she was. I, was like, I agree. Like, she was sitting outside of a gym. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I couldn't remember that either. And I thought, man, what if what if she actually did go across the street to choose fitness? You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> that would have been awkward. So, but I'm glad that you're bringing it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Liz, if you're listening to this, uh, let us know. Let us know. Were you sitting outside of Alex Johnson when, you, when we interviewed you for the Mother's Day episode? Yeah. So, but that, that, that's like, that's, that's that, honestly, that's how we found out about him. And and there's probably a lot of people out there that don't know about him. And there's probably a lot of people that, A, probably go to gyms that they're not happy with, or B, want to go to a gym and they just, you know, haven't dragged up the motivation to do it. And, and you know. He's out there, guys. Alex Johnson Sports and Fitness uh, in La Mesa. Uh, we'll drop the links in um, in the, in the uh, episode uh, description for you guys. Uh, but obviously, Alex Johnson Sports and Fitness.com, I believe, uh, will get you there as well. 
Yeah. And, you know, just the thing that, that keeps standing out to me as, as we have done this throughout this year with all of the Aztec, you know, this is a podcast. There's a theme that's very important to me in, in my life, in my experience. You either can be demanding or you can be like about the relationship. And if you become too demanding, you lose the relationship, you know, but if you are about the relationship, you can't be so demanding. And I'm really fascinated with, you know, what we just saw from, from, from Alex, what we, what we talk about, you know, um, from when we, with uh, Andrew Amavai, people like that, who have found a way to have the relationship, but also still be demanding. And, and I think that is such like a unique and amazing skill that, you know, it just, in my experience, isn't there a lot, you know, and, and I think everyone knows, you know, I work in education as one of, as my other job. And, and that's what I want for my students. You know, I want to be high on relationship, but also high on expectations. And so I learned personally from, from listening to Alex, you know, what, what that looks like and how you, you don't have to sacrifice either, how you can say true to, you know, your passion and your calling and the things that you would like to instill in people, but also be okay with saying that, that you're about them and you're about the relationship. And so I, I was, I was really impressed and, and learned a lot from the conversation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a good idea to have him on because I think our listeners are really going to like to hear a lot of his um, assessments on the current players and some of the former players just moving forward. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, hope you guys um, enjoyed the episode and we will talk to you guys next time. You are listening to the SDSU football podcast presented by the East Village Times with your hosts, Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison.